Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Hi everyone, welcome to Transform Church Online. Today we're starting a new series called Faithful. Now this is a new series and it's fairly interactive. We're going to be answering the really tough questions about faith. I would love for you to interact. We would like to answer your questions. Now, if you'd like for us to answer your questions, please send us a message um, through our inbox here on Transform Church, or you can comment down below, or you can email us at info at transformchurch.org.au. Now, I am so excited to get this series started, so let's get going. Now let's get started. Welcome, welcome Pastor Gregory. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having this great interview. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. And we're talking about faith, you know, and as you just said, we want people to ask tough questions on faith. And no question is going to be too difficult to ask because we're going to try and attempt to answer whatever question they ask, you know. And so the more questions we get, the more interactive and amazing this discussion or talk is going to be. So I'm really excited to get started. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited as well. But before we move along, All right. why don't you tell us three facts about yourself so the audience here can get to know you a little bit better. Three facts about myself. All right. Well, I just had a birthday. Woo! How old did you turn? Or oh, am that, I not supposed to ask no, that? No, not supposed to ask <laughs> We're past the age of asking what to, how old I am. We're just going 21. Well, just stay it. It's permanently 21 at this point. Okay, cool. Love it. Uh, what else? I love Hondas. You know, I drive a Honda car. Mm -hmm. And I collect comic books. I love comic books. So that's, that's interesting things. I love the Marvel movies, you know. And so it's nice. been interesting. Yeah. Would That's it be cool. too broad to ask what's your favorite? My favorite comic book is yes. X-Men. I always loved X-Men. X -Men. Yep. You know what? I'm a fan too. Oh yeah? That's yes. good. We have to catch that when it comes out. <laughs> yes. One of my favorite series. Cool. Now, let's get started. All so, right. first question is, yes. what is faith? You know, that's an amazing question. And actually, it's quite a broad question. It's not quite a simple answer. So, if we had to ask, say, a hundred people, you know, what is faith? Or even hundred Christians, what is faith? we probably won't get the same answer. And that's confusing. You know, it might be confusing for us as Christians or Christ followers because we all don't have the same answer. Mm. But it's even more confusing for someone outside the faith because how do we define it to them? Because if we're trying to get people on this journey of faith, how do we define faith, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a very good question. So faith is amazing, first of all. And, you know, Jesus talks about faith quite frequently. But faith in our modern world kind of is a little bit warped, I think. And maybe we haven't done, the church as a whole, we haven't done an adequate job of describing what faith is, you know. Mm -hmm. So faith, simply put, is this. Faith is putting your trust in who God is, mm -hmm. right? That's all it is. It's putting your trust. So faith is not some feeling. Uh, it's not even a hope because hope is something different. It's not optimism. Faith is trusting who God is, the character of God. So I'm not putting my faith in just some abject thing out there. I'm putting my trust in who right. God is. So I think that's a, a pretty good description of what faith is, right? Hmm. It's, it's great that you mentioned how faith is associated with Christ, right? So what's the difference between religion and faith? 
that, that again, awesome question. You know, religion has the idea of trying to do stuff to please God. In fact, the word religion comes from this understanding of searching for God, right? And that's completely contrary to a walk of faith because a walk of faith determines or, or already supposes that you know who you have or who you have faith in, all right? So religion is searching for God and we as Christ followers we're not searching for God. We know who God is, you know, That's true. God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. We know who he is. And so we're not searching for him. We're searching for a greater relationship with him, mm -hmm. you know. And so while religion says, do these things and that will please God, faith says, I want to develop a more long sustaining and enduring or loving relationship with God. So I know who he is, and I want to develop that relationship. It's like any relationship that you have with someone that you love. You know, you get to know them, and at first, you know, you don't might not know everything about them, but the longer you build that relationship, the longer you get to know that person more intimately. You discover characteristics or tendencies or proclivities of things that, of who they are that you didn't know before, because mm -hmm. you have that longevity of relationship. So that's what it is. A walk of faith is walking hand in hand with God so we can develop a relationship with him. We build trust through that. We build our relationship. And of course, you know, we're not searching for him. We know who he is. Right. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Yeah, that's good. Now, because having faith and, and the relationship with Christ is just so important, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. When do you find yourself questioning your faith the most? You know, I think if I'm going to speak from a personal experience, mm -hmm. and maybe we can use that to start that, you know, having questions about faith is not wrong. A lot mm -hmm. of times people think that if I question or ask God questions, then I don't have faith. Definitely, and that's, yeah. that's actually not true at all. Because mm -hmm. when you look into the scriptures and you look at the disciples, they asked Jesus a whole load of questions, mm -hmm. you know, and, and he was trying to walk them through this journey of faith to discover who he was and who God really was, you know. And so first I want to say to the people watching that asking questions is not a diminishing of your faith. It's actually great to ask questions. God's not afraid of questions. In fact, he encourages us to ask questions because the more questions we ask, the better answers we get, right? So it's important to ask questions. And so asking questions about faith is not hard. So when you say, have you had tough times in faith? Yes, I have. You know, I think anyone who is a Christ follower is going to be authentic or if they are authentic, will answer that question. They've had tough seasons where they have questioned faith you know am i following god in the right fashion is he there am i doing the right thing you know why do i feel alone why do i feel like i'm going through the struggle god are you even there are you listening you know and i when you look at the scriptures again you find the prophets you find the new testament authors they have these questions as well you know yeah. and they are profound men of faith mm. so faith is not the lack of questions in fact that god encourages us as i said so coming back to my personal sometimes struggle of faith i know i have seasons in life where it's been difficult you know um, most of you know that i've had a bit of a health concern a little while ago you know where i was diagnosed with cancer and that was a question that i had you know 
naturally are going to question, where's God? You know, I'm following you. I'm doing what you asked me to do. Well, right. why is this happening in my life? Why, is, why am I going through this struggle? Why am I going mm -hmm. through this, this valley, so to seem, you know, of health concerns? And, mm -hmm. and I think that actually gets to the heart of the matter that we want to talk about a little bit more. And that is, where is God when it feels like you're going through a trial? Right? Yeah. And we'll discuss that in a minute. So let me just expand a little bit more on my personal thing. So I've struggled. I've struggled. I've had seasons where I've cried out to God and said, God, where are you? You know, um, a lot of times it comes from outside persecution. In my position, a lot of times people question me, people criticize me, people put me down into my face and behind my back. And sometimes I hear all these things, and that is discouraging especially when you're trying to do what God, you feel God's called you to do, mm -hmm. and you're going through a difficult mm -hmm. season. So you're like, why does it feel this difficult? You know, um, following you is okay, but sometimes it's hard, you yeah. know, and there's, there's nothing wrong with asking those questions. And that's what I want everyone to understand, that there's nothing wrong with asking God difficult questions, mm -hmm. because he wants to answer your question, because that's how we get to know him. Why am I going through this difficult situation? He'll give you an answer. <laughs> right, And because we have a living God and not a dead God, we're able to interact, we're able to ask questions, and he's able to answer. So we can have this dialogue, especially in the difficult seasons of our life, where we have to go to someone and ask. And what better place to go to than to the one who has all the answers, right? So in saying that, I want to say, yes, there's been seasons of my life where it has been very difficult, where I've questioned you know, where is God? I've questioned, why aren't you answering me? I've questioned, why does it feel like I'm so far from you? Am I even doing the right thing? So all those questions have come into my life. And I heard one person say, if you don't go through those seasons, then how do you know that you have a real faith? Right? Yeah, and, and In fact, that's what James actually says. A faith that is not tested is not a real faith. Mm -hmm. Right? So what do you yeah. think about that? You know, how do you, do you think a faith that's not tested is real? Definitely. A statement that you bring out, well, you mentioned very often is that um, if life is so perfect, you wouldn't need God. That's right. right. So when, yeah. when faith is not tested, like if life is so great, you wouldn't have the need for God. Absolutely. The, to me, the very definition of faith is, is test. Yes. Because that you won't have faith without test. That's right. So absolutely love what you're saying yeah and you know to further add on to that you say that w what better way than to go to the one with the answers mm. what's the most unique way or or a way that god has answered your your questions well he has answered them in a number of ways you know and so we have to be sensitive to listen and i think mm -hmm. a lot of times we're not listening we right. ask the question and we have a pre-programmed way that we expect God to answer. Mm -hmm. But God is not a genie in a bottle. He's not supposed to do what we want him to do. In fact, he's, he doesn't re he's not required mm. to do what we want him to yes. do. He's God and we are not, right? What we want is never right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, and so we expect him, well, I want the answer now. I want the answer this season. and I want the answer this. So just yeah. go away and do what you need to do and deliver it. It's like click your finger and he has to just perform. But that's not who he is. Mm -hmm. He is not a genie in a bottle. He's God, the creator of the universe. You know, he is the one with authority, not me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So, uh, so we answers, and sometimes we have to be sensitive to that. 
and it comes in different ways. I've got an answer through listening to some preaching on a Sunday and the message. You know, I've got a, um, an answer through conversation with someone that's mm -hmm. a godly person. I've got an answer through reading his scripture. I've got an answer through sometimes even watching a movie that mm -hmm. connects with something that I've read before that right. kind of reinforces through his voice. And so there's something happening on screen, but then you're sensitive enough to listen and God uses anything to speak into a situation. And so he can say, hey, look at that, what's happening on the screen. And they're going through this situation. What would you do in that situation? Right. Or here's the answer to that situation. Mm -hmm. You know, and so oftentimes we have to be sensitive to his voice and listen. Mm -hmm. And we have to wait till he's ready to respond mm -hmm. and not think that, well, he's not answering. So I guess it's not important to, you know, it's not relevant. So I guess he's not near or he's not present or any of those things. Mm. So it's important to listen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those are some really great examples. I think there's a lot of misconception, not saying that God doesn't speak audibly, but people tend to think that, you know, when I pray, I sit, I pray and God answers, which he does. He does. He does. He does sometimes. But sometimes we expect that instant response back and forth kind of thing where a lot of the times it's happening around us and all we have to do is look around. That's right. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Now, yeah. I understand that, that obviously as a pastor, you deal with Christ followers losing faith sometimes. Yeah. And maybe sometimes possibly wanting to adopt a different kind of faith. Yeah. So uh, a belief, sorry. So how do you deal with that? You know, I don't think anyone has lost faith because of Christ. And let me contextualize that. Oftentimes, when people claim that they're losing faith or have lost their faith, it isn't something like your car keys, like you had it one moment and the next second it's gone. That's true. It's a gradual erosion of what you think you want to believe in. Mm. Right? And so losing faith doesn't happen overnight. There's a period of time. And usually that time of questioning comes from something external to who or what you believe, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a tension that exists between what you believe and what you think is happening on the outside. And so you're drawn to one or the other. For example, why is there pain in the world? You know, if mm -hmm. God is good, how come there's so much pain? That's true. That's a valid question, yeah. right? If God is good, why is there pain? So you ask that question and you're like, then you're wrestling with something called your faith. Well, how do mm -hmm. I resolve this tension? Because I want to believe that God's good, but I look into the world and I see there's pain, there's suffering, mm -hmm. there's murder, there's all of these things going on in the world. So how do I reconcile what I want to believe and what's happening, right? And so the external situation then causes you to, or puts pressure on your belief, mm -hmm. what you have to understand about God. And so mm -hmm. then you begin to drift a little bit away from what you think you need to believe into what the reality of the world because you're facing the reality of the world, mm -hmm. right? And so that questioning begins to then build up in your life as the more you see things that don't seem to be, you know, kosher or, or relevant or, you know, things that you think is acceptable and you begin to ask those questions. Mm -hmm. And so you gradually lose that what you call faith, right?
-hmm. But here's the important thing to ask, right? People often leverage other people's pain to justify whether God is good or not. Hmm. They don't use their own circumstance. They don't use my pain. They say, well, right. how, what about the pain in the world? Mm -hmm. Right? But I've often found that when I've dealt with people, and I want to encourage people to talk to people that have gone through tremendous pain mm -hmm. and how they see faith and how they see God. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to say, well, what about pain in the world? But go speak to a person that's gone through pain and see yeah. where their faith is, right? Mm. For example, um, we live in a privileged society in Australia, but I've visited people in Vietnam, in the Philippines, and other places in the world where they're living in impoverished conditions. And mm -hmm. they don't have the same things we do. In fact, sometimes they don't even have enough food to eat. And their faith is at different places than our faith is. Because they, we look at the circumstances. Well, are we going through difficult times? And we determine our faith based on our circumstances. Mm. While they don't do that. They don't look at their circumstances and then determine their faith. They look at God to define their faith. Mm. You know? And so it's, it's a different understanding of what faith is. And I think a lot of times we struggle with faith because we define God in a certain way. And so to expand that a little thing, we often think and we have a misconception that God is not supposed to give us pain. When that's completely hmm. contrary to what the scriptures say. I'm like, where did that thought come from? You know, people hmm. often say, well, if God is so good, how come bad things happen to good people? Right. right? So and they use that as a instance to prove that God is not good. But mm -hmm. let's reverse that. We can't use it at one instance and then reverse it and say, well, that doesn't prove anything. It, it doesn't. Yeah, what right. that does prove mm -hmm. is that oftentimes our understanding of faith and our understanding of God is not bound in the reality of who God is. It's based on what we've heard. Mm -hmm. Right? So, for example, most of us hear and, and are told about God the same time we hear and are told about Santa Claus, mm. right, as kids. Right. Yeah. And as we grow up in our world, as we grow up into adulthood, our thought, our understanding of Santa Claus evolves to, to understand this is not real. Mm -hmm. But our belief in God remains infantile in the sense that it doesn't evolve, it stays the same. So we often told, well, God's going to take away all your pain. And so we grow up with that false understanding of God. And people say, well, you know, I'm losing faith because God is supposed to be good. I'm going through pain. And how can I believe in a God? And you know what I say to that? That's not the God of Scripture. Mm -hmm. Because understand this. If Christianity was to preach that God does not allow pain or we don't go through pain, Christianity would never have survived the first century. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is that our faith is built upon one of the most horrendous situations that ever occurred in the world. And that is a good man died on a horrible cross. Mm -hmm. A God sacrificed his son for you and me. So how can I believe in a God that didn't allow pain when he allowed his own son to go to a painful cross. Mm -hmm. So 
We often think that God does not allow it, but that's not the God that we serve. He allows things to happen in our life. In fact, he tells us over and over again, you know, you're going to face persecution. You're going to face rejection. You're going to go through difficult seasons. Mm. But don't be afraid because I've overcome. So it's not about lack of pain or lack of hardship. It's about him overcoming it. And so if we have that infantile belief that God is not supposed to let pain come into our life or hardship come into our life, mm. and because of that we lose faith, then that God is not a real God. Right. Because he's not the God of scripture. Mm -hmm. He's not the God who sacrificed his son on a cross. That's a whole different God. And so maybe you should lose faith in that God <laughs> because he's not a real God. <laughs> right? And so what I'm saying about that is oftentimes we have to answer the tough questions about faith. And sometimes those come into conflict with our preconceived childish notions of what God or who God is. Mm -hmm. And so when we struggle with that, what we've been told, who told us that God was not um, one to allow pain in life? It doesn't come from scripture. We must have heard it from someone. Someone told us that along the way. And mm -hmm. we've formed a belief system around that. And so when that belief system comes into conflict, we say we've lost faith in God. But that is not who God is. Mm -hmm. Right? So we need to ask the right questions. We need to ask, what is faith? Mm. And who do we have faith in? Mm, right. right, such an important question. Pastor, thank you so much for answering you, all those questions. I th I'm pretty sure I got a ton of notes out of it. I hope you guys did as well. However, that's not the end of faithfulness. This yes. is only the first session. That's right. And there'll be a next session the, the next week. So yep, we're coming please, back next week. Yes, we're coming back next week. So please, don't forget to send in some questions. You can do that by messaging us privately here on Transform Church. You can comment down below or you can send your question through email at info at transformchurch.org.au. So we really hope that you send some answers through, some questions through, sorry, because we can't wait to answer them. That's we'll right. see you on the next session. Next question. Bye. See you all. Take care. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.